What's up, everybody? Welcome to Radio Row in South Beach, Super Bowl 54. I am Andrew Hawkins, joined as always by my humble co-host, Joe Thomas of the world-famous Tomahawk Show. We got a chance to sit down with some amazing guests today, pick their brain, make yeah. them laugh a little bit, and uh, it was pretty amazing today. It I'm was. not going to lie. It was. We laughed. We cried. Joe Thomas embarrassed me in front of Martha Stewart. That will make sense later, but we had some amazing stories that you won't find anywhere else. So check out our favorite moments from Radio Row and Super Bowl 54 right here on the Tomahawk set and Joe Hawk yourself. We have here two of the greatest Browns of all time, not myself. Obviously. But we also have the greatest Browns receiver in NFL history, Jarvis Landry, joining us. Jarvis, thank you thanks guys. for being here, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks How are you doing me. today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm honored to be sitting in you guys' presence. You uh, guys paved you know the way what? for guys like me, man. You know what? <laughs> Teach it, Jarvis, because I try to tell everyone. I'm like, I taught Jarvis everything he knows. He did. You know? I've heard that one before. Well, Jarvis, <laughs> he's going to be here today with us, thankfully, based on your affiliation with Old Spice, yep. uh, the new Old Spice Ultra Smooth line. I've been accused of being a guy that stinks every now and then. So yes. can you please help me out here? Yeah. South Beach, it gets a little sweaty. Got some cool parties. I want to smell good tonight. Yeah, no, man, I'm just here, you know, helping promote this, man, and this ultra smooth line. You know, it, it's uh, it's a smooth fragrance, a subtle fragrance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something new that they, they're trying, and, and it's out now. Yeah, I love it. So Joe has been described as the opposite of ultra smooth, but <laughs> we will get past that. We're going to go to the season a little bit. We had high expectations for this Cleveland Browns team, for you, a leader on that team, and honestly, the leader in my book. Um, at what point did you realize, like, uh-oh, this isn't quite going the way we expected? Um, man, toward the back end of the season, you know, when we got to games that we know we should have won and, mm -hmm. and, and needed, you know, um, the Arizona game, the the second Steelers game, yeah. you know, you know, the games that, you know, we know we were supposed to win the Denver game, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. those games were tough and, you know, and it was at that point, it's like, you know, okay, you know, with all the talent, with all the, that we have, how can't we not be successful? Right. So we're obviously huge Browns fans, being former players, being friends with a lot of guys that are still in that locker room. For those Browns fans at home, give us some hope about the way things ended after the season and some of the moves that were made postseason for next year for Browns fans. Yeah, well, I've heard great things about, you know, our head coach now. You know, I hear we got an offensive coordinator now. Um, mm -hmm. um, and I'm excited. You know, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about getting healthy. You know, I know, oh, he's, he's gotten healthy. He's yep. getting healthy. You know, getting everybody back healthy uh, and in shape and, you know, ready to go again. I think that that's going to be the biggest thing. Yep. So do me a favor. Finish this sentence. As a leader on this team, Coach Kevin Stefanski will be successful if he does fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Yes. I mean, just does just does what he do. You know, I'm not a coach. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm a player. You know, I play the game. Answer, jeez, Jarvis. <laughs> like you've been trained to do this. I don't no, like this guy anymore. I, mean, I, I got to get rid of him. <laughs> no, but you know, from our talks that we've had through text, through you know, phone calls when he first got the job, and uh -huh. you know, uh, one thing that I love about him, he said, you know, he let's just work. You know, I don't really have any expectations. I can't really, you know, look back at the past. You know, I, I can look back at the past and evaluate it, but, you know, I want to move forward. And to only, the only way to do that is to work, and I, and I love that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's looking forward. Looking back, now Joe is a legend in the NFL because yep. he's gotten the most coaches fired of any player <laughs> that we've ever Nine seen. Nine different offensive coordinators Yes, fired. he is a, a walking unemployment line. Um, <laughs> for you, what was it like when Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey got let go, and were you surprised by it? Um, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I, I, 
again, like, you know, I've developed relationships, you know, with, with, with both guys, mm -hmm. you know, and um, going through a season, especially um, as hard as this one was for, for a lot of people, you know, it's tough, you know, because I know that everybody investment was really there. Everybody was there to win, whether it was coaching or bringing guys in, you mm -hmm. know, it was there to be, you know, for the best of the organization and for the players in the locker room. And um, sad to see them leave. And, you know, they will always be forever be, you know, more than a GM or more than a coach to me. They, they're that. friends. Both of us played for Kyle Shanahan. Drink your Pepsi or your Coke, whatever uh -huh. you're drinking. <laughs> and uh, Kyle Shanahan, we thought, had the best offense that we ever played in, right? Mm -hmm. Kevin Stefanski kind of comes from that tree working with Gary Kubiak. Yep. Tell us, what do you know about this offense that Kevin Stefanski and new offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt are going to be bringing to Cleveland next yeah. year? Well, I mean, I know for the most part, you know, you know, guys like uh, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and Delvin Cook, you know, they they managed to coexist in that entire system, you know, and, you know, we have a, a, a similar cast of guys, you know, so it's going to be exciting to see how he brings it together, obviously in our own unique way. So, Have you had a chance to reach out to any of those guys in the Vikings that have played for Kevin Stefanski? Yeah. I've, what, I've what did they say? <laughs> Spill the news it's, right here. It's been all great talks. It's Let's been go. all great talks, man, about how, you know, how he is and the type of person he is and what he's looking for. All right, so here we are in Miami. You are you come from here. You were drafted by the Dolphins. He's you still Mr. Miami. You, you were reside me here. Last night you were Mr. Miami. <laughs> no, no, no. I said I was the vice president of Miami right, because Jarvis the was the president. Well, How great is this atmosphere Jester. that Super Bowl Fifty Four is here in South Beach? Man, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. It's special to you know that it's here too. You know, yeah. um, and just the culture here. You know, everything that's going on this weekend. You know, the NFL. Everybody does a great job. But obviously, it's the Super Bowl. You know, mm -hmm. and it's important and it's special. Um, um, only bad part about it is we're not playing in it. <laughs> <laughs> Prediction: Who wins the Super Bowl? Kansas City. Kansas Who's the MVP? City. Uh, I mean, well, you can't win the Super Bowl without your quarterback it goes to playing the quarterback. well. We all know. Yeah, about. your quarterback has Kansas to play City, well. There's been a lot of receivers, no, a lot of kick no, returners. No. You make a big play. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, but I, I, even now, when I think you know, Tom might have just been like, "Here you go, here you have it." I got eight already. <laughs> Jarvis, well, thank you so much for joining us, man. It was a true pleasure. Stay tuned for more live coverage from Super Bowl Fifty Four live on Radio Row with the Tomahawk Crew and many more guests. We got joining us now the best quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. Russ, welcome, man. What's up, squad? How you guys doing? We're doing good, great, man. man. So you're here with Bose. Tell us about what you got. Oh, yeah. I got my I got my Bose 700 headphones, the noise canceling. Uh, the 700s are, are, are awesome for me because, you know, obviously I love music. Joe, as you know, I, I love rocking and music. Hawk, as you know, I saw you I saw you yeah. in the uh, the little funny. Uh, Keep the bows. Yeah, entering the, entering the stadium scene. <laughs> you know? But, uh, you know, for me, you know, ignoring the noise, you know, especially throughout the season. You, know, you go through so many highs, some lows, and everything else. And just to be able to focus, I'm a big person. I'm constantly singing music on the field. So that's kind of my secret little sauce. I love that. Uh, I, love I can't that. sing, but I, I, I like to believe that I can. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I got to say, say thank you for dropping off new new pairs of those yeah. bows for <laughs> yeah. all of us here for on sure. set. That was exactly. really kind of you. It's going to be great going home on the airplane. But uh, you saw Mr. Hawk's awesome video. went viral about guys Hilarious. showing up to the stadium. And we had pre-Sierra Russell Wilson. Yes. Not a lot of game after Sierra Russell Wilson looking pretty good. So who wore it better? Was it you or was it Hawk when he had that sweet wig on? Well, right his, here, I think you his, can see it. Look his, at this. Well, first of all, his, that amazing. his pre-C pre was right on the money. The cargo <laughs> pants and all. And then the uh, the, the silk, the silk uh, champagne jacket I loved. <laughs> 
I, I think Hawkman rocked it just just as good, if not better. You know he, what? It's it's a level up. He yeah, did look pretty up. good, but you know, everyone always wants to know, like Russ before Sierra, kind of a nerd after Sierra. He's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> that's what Hawk was telling me. At least. No, that's bull. So it's a chicken and the egg question. Did you get cool? Then you found Sierra, or was it Sierra made Russell Wilson cool? I started getting cooler along okay, the way. Okay, so it was yeah, a little bit know, of both. So, like, listen, this, he, is, this is what I realized. I'll break it down me. for you. This is what I realized. Oh, they break it I down. realized. I realized that when I was single. Right, I, every every great jump shooter, they, every great shooter, every great basketball player, they gotta have they gotta have the three point game. Yeah, mm -hmm. like they gotta have the layup lane. Right, shooter. so the, yep. the, the three point lane is the suit and the tie and all that. You can do that. The, you know, all of us we we can do the layup line. We can have the the shorts and the and the shirt, the Nike shoes. Yep, yep. But the mid range game is the key. Oh, you know, so I had to step up my mid range. Amazing, I need to write that man. down. Write that down. Mid range game. Mid range game is, is important. So here's the thing: when he he was in chase mode with Sierra, he had to get cool to get that anyway. So he actually said I was chasing. I didn't say I was chasing. Oh, Chase! Hey, hey, hey. When you're Russell Wilson, Sierra comes to you. That I like that. Either, that man. Man. Don't, don't get anybody in trouble either. All right, Joe. All right, so let's let's switch gears to football, man. Obviously, I've said this since the beginning. You've been my favorite quarterback. Everyone always asks me, what quarterback would you like to play with? I'm like, Russell Wilson. I think you are the top quarterback in the NFL. Obviously, in a tight MVP race with Lamar Jackson. What have you seen in his game that, that has surprised you? Or what stands out to you which makes him so special? Well, I think, you know, his clutch gene, you know, I think at the end of the day, to be great, you got to have a clutch gene. I think he has it. You know, when the game's online, he wants to find a way to make the play, whether it's throwing or running, and he, he's got it all. Uh, we got to exchange jerseys at the Pro Bowl, so that that's was amazing. that was one of my highlights of the Pro Bowl. Love it. Uh, that's just awesome. switching jerseys. I'm sure that was uh, with, with, with the young bull, and just, it was pretty cool. So, um, you know, he's, he's spectacular, and he's been able to do a lot of things, and uh, he's going to be a great player along, along the way. So a lot of people talk about you being one of those first quarterbacks that could really extend the play outside the pocket, make mm -hmm. people pay with your legs, but also keeping your eyes down the field. That's the new generation of quarterback coming in. You see guys like Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Is there anybody else besides those two guys that you really like watching and you might even be able to take a few things for your own game from? Well, I think there's a few guys that came before me. Obviously, you know, guys like Michael Vick. I think Steve Young was one of those guys. You mm, know, I remember yep. I, I used to rock Steve Young's jersey when I was a young, a, a young kid just growing up. Yep. Um, the, the plays that he used to make, uh, Donovan McNabb's of the world. So I, I think there's a lot more guys who can make plays on the move now than, than there used to be. And um, it, I, I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys. You know, he's a playmaker. Yep. I think at the end of the day, you want to be a baller on the field. Guys want to play with ballers. They want to play, play with guys who make, can make some plays. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys. He's a great example. I think the thing that you could take from him is just, um, you know, his ability to get outside and just, you know, find guys from all different arm yep. angles. He does that pretty well. Yeah, so, I mean, you talked about Patrick Mahomes. we got Super Bowl 54 coming up. Mahomes is in that, battling Jimmy Garoppolo. What is your pick for the Super Bowl, and who do you think is going to be Super Bowl MVP? That's tough because I, I had the uh, fortunate and unfortunate situation of, of playing the 49ers. Uh, <laughs> the defensive line, is, is, is uh, they know how to get after the quarterback. They really do. They're really special. And that, that right there can helps control the game, I, you know, in a lot of different ways. You know, I, we were able to you know, play really well against them, you know, in battle, have some great games. I mean, some epic matchups. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. um, I think it always comes down to, you know, the quarterback position, and, you know, especially in the championship games like this. And I think Patrick Mahomes is really, really, I mean, Garoppolo has been playing great all year. And I think he's a great player, quarterback, and has done some great things this year. But, you know, Mahomes is special. You know, he's one of a kind. Um, you know, and so I, I, I'm going to lean more on that side. Um, but you know, once again, you can't bet against Sherm. You know, he, he always finds hey, a way. Is it weird seeing Sherm in a, in a 49ers uniform? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I, you know, I still wish On record, hates the blue, it. I still wish he was wearing the blue and green. But he's done it the right. You know, he, he's he's been great for the 49ers. He's brought a lot of 
uh, passion and, and joy to that team and w all the things they've been able to do. So right. big announcement on social media. You and Sierra yeah. having a child. Congratulations. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Are yeah. you guys going to find out the gender? Uh, we are going to find out the gender at some point. So <laughs> when you get that opportunity, are you going to have a gender reveal party? Uh, I don't know. We haven't really gotten that's that like far. That's like a big thing. I, I, it's I like you got to cut think, into the cupcake. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll have a gender reveal moment probably. I, I, I don't know. I don't can know I be invited? Well, we know we'll yeah, be invited, yeah. but we're wondering oh, what other okay. A-listers besides the two of us from Tomahawk Just show. Just you guys. Just yeah, VIPs only. Hosted. VIPs only. Love it. Perfect. Be ready for the Russell Wilson Sierra gender reveal hosted by the Tomahawk show. Um, <laughs> Russ, we appreciate you joining us here on set at Radio Row, man. That's a pleasure. Joe, good seeing you, Hawk. Good to see you, Appreciate you, brother. My guy. Yeah, grateful, man. Number we got one, DeAndre two. Hopkins, Houston Texans. DeAndre, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How about y'all, man? We're doing fantastic. Now, you're here with Carl's Jr. and Hardee's mm -hmm. because you're going to talk about the Beyond Beef Burger. Oh, man. So um, it's it's a Beyond Meat Burger. Uh, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's um, actually are, you know, doing something, man, that's amazing. They're, uh, they're partnering with Beyond Meat, which is the first of many fast food chains uh, uh -huh. that are offering that, uh, that alternative of, uh, of a beef burger. Love uh, it. And, and starting Monday, actually, uh, with the purchase of a large large drink, mm -hmm. using the phrase, I guess, Beyond, uh, instead of word, but using the phrase, uh, oh. Beyond the Game, mm -hmm. um, you, you'll get a, a free Beyond Meat burger or, you know, breakfast item or whatever, and it's all day. So it's pretty cool, man. So Hawk's the smartest person that I know, but you might be the second smartest person <laughs> that I know because you're actually an early investor in Beyond Meats. Correct. So how did that come about? Because us as players, we mm. invest in silly things like I invest in uh, Mission Barbecue Restaurant right. and bars and things that they always tell you not to invest in. Uh -huh. But they've been doing good, pretty good so far. But yeah. you must be doing a really good job. How did you get involved with Beyond Meats? Uh, so actually, I got involved with Beyond Meat. Uh, being in California, I was training uh, a couple years ago, and one of my friends ordered it for a week every day and I didn't know what I was eating until the last day and he was like you know you've been eating uh, you know basically like protein pea protein uh -huh. I was like for real it tastes just like meat and so I kind of dove into it a little bit further and uh, you know did my research and had some friends out there that actually work for Beyond Meat and uh, they introduced me to the owner, uh, you know, and, and the rest is history. So you, you're originally from South Carolina? Originally from South Carolina. You play in Texas? Play in Houston, yep. My question, who has better barbecue, South Carolina or Texas? South Carolina, easy. Ooh, that was, that was easy, you didn't man. even wow. easy take. I, I get that, that question all the time. Yeah. yeah, Houston. Yeah, man, uh, yeah, South okay. Carolina. So shout out to South Carolina's barbecue. Okay, so back to the season. Um, in that last game versus the Chiefs, it was, mm -hmm. it was reported that you played with a broken rib throughout the second half, is that right? Correct. So, at what point do you remember when it happened? I do remember when it happened. Um, it was um, towards the end of the half. Uh -huh. We were down. Um, I think they finally got the lead on us, and we were, you know, trying to take some shots. And I had a deep ball, maybe forty yards. And I think I landed on the guy's knee. Uh, but once I got up, man, um, you know, you guys play football. You know something's wrong. As soon as yeah. I got up, I felt it, and I was like, Sh "Should I go out?" But then I was like, "You know, it's a minute or something for the half. I can, I can go ahead and, uh, you know, stay." So I mean, you say it so nonchalantly, but you know, what was the hardest part about trying to play through a broken rib in uh, the playoffs? And it was breathing. <laughs> wow, <laughs> breathing. I'm uh, not smoking, so I'm breathing. <laughs> nah, and, and the weather, the temperature was, and it was like 30, 30, 40 degrees. So uh, you know, it's pretty hard, man. Uh, breathing was the hardest thing for me. Is that the worst injury you had to play through? For sure, the worst injury I had to play through. Uh, when the locker room, you know, doctors do do what they do. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So DBs in the NFL talk a lot of trash, and, and you're one of the guys that they always point to as being one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the game. Which DB did you face talks the most trash when you guys line up against each other? Uh, the DB that I face that talks the most trash. Not a lot of them talk trash anymore, but oh. I'm going to go um, 
Jalen, Jalen Ramsey. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Because him and I, you know, we're friends out the field. Mm -hmm. So uh, the comparative trash talk, uh, you know, we know it's not going to lead to anything <laughs> right, outside right. of football. So it's just, you know, us out there having fun, you know, talking trash to each other. DeAndre, thanks for joining us, man. We are joined now by the best running back in NFL history, New York Giant, Saquon Barkley. Saquon, welcome, man. Thank you guys for having me. No, absolutely. So you are here with Visa. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm here with Visa. Uh, I love partnering with Visa um, because, you know, when you come to Miami, a lot of times it's just work, 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 work. But uh, we're actually doing some things in the community. Uh, mm. Today I went to a local business, um, Cheeseburger Baby, um, and the emphasis is kind of just focus on, you know, women-owned businesses and try to get the message out there that uh, you can do whatever you want. Um, yeah. And obviously having a mother, having a daughter, having a sister, um, you know, those are things that I want to instill into my daughter that you can do whatever you want. Um, and then i also been showing people how to tap to pay um yeah. you know with the contactless card uh it's real simple nice and easy in and out i love it so you guys drafted daniel jones last year yeah. and then you had a quarterback position that was in transition which can be a little bit tough for teams to know who is the leader because that quarterback position is so important obviously being the leader being the captain of not only that offense but the team what was the locker room like when you had a young guy that was in training but you also still had Eli there that was kind of hanging on right at the end of his career yeah, I think it was normal uh, I don't think we even paid any attention to it and the reason why because the way how Daniel Jones and how Eli handled himself uh, you know it was no uh, I guess weirdness to it at all they're all both professional about it um, DJ was you know kind of that young and upcoming guy and just asking a lot of questions and Eli was that mentor and then eventually when uh, uh, Daniel came over and took the job. Uh, you didn't see any difference in Eli. Eli still was one of the first people in. Um, did a great job of helping uh, Daniel prepare for the games. And, um, you know, those are those are things that are important for the team that we needed. So Eli Manning just recently retired. Yeah. He announced that retirement. Were you surprised when he made that announcement? Or was there a sense in the locker room that yeah. he was ready for that next chapter in his yeah, life? Yeah, it was, it was a sense in the locker room. Obviously, he never came on and said it. Uh, so I, I was surprised. Uh, I made sure that um, the, the last game, uh, I got one of his jerseys at least. And uh, we traded jerseys. Hope you saved an extra one for me because uh, that would be a nice one exactly, for the exactly. wall. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I made sure I got one of his jersey. But uh, it's sad to see him go. But he gave the game, you know, a great 16 years, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Um, and he got to go on his own you know he got to go on his own and got to go as a giant so the big uh conversation down here this week obviously hall of fame being announced this weekend is eli manning a hall of famer in your book a hundred percent um, one, what's the qualifications for a Hall of Famer? Well, that's uh, what I'm asking that, yeah, you. Yeah, that's that, why you're the expert. What's a, what's a, We're just a, a couple of uh, what do we know? pencil exactly. heads here. But like for me, I think it, when you look at it, he, he, he checks it off. He checks everything off. Mm -hmm. um, he, uh, Two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time Super Bowl, uh, two-time Super Bowl winner. Um, I don't know how many times it's been a two-time Super Bowl MVP. Uh, it's probably only been five, if that. Yeah. Uh, he's top ten in all the all the categories, um, and you know he did it. He did it the right way, also too, um, especially in New York, the New York market. So um, I'm a fan for him. I want him to be in the Hall of Fame. I know he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. Saquon leading the campaign trail for Eli exactly. to the Hall. I like yeah. it. Um, so transitioning a little bit, um, the sports world is still grieving. The tragic loss of Kobe Bryant. Yes, sir. Um, earlier this year, you worked with Uninterrupted to do a video uh, writing a letter to Kobe about what he meant to you, kind of just smelling the flowers while you still had the opportunity. Kobe seen it. He loved it. Um, did any relationship or did he reach out to you after that video? Uh, no. Um, it, he was... He tweeted, he tweeted back at me. Uh, he was responding to me. Uh, I, I was in my bedroom. I started screaming. Um, and unfortunately, I never uh, got to meet Kobe um, or develop a relationship after that. Um, and now, now looking back on it, I probably should have uh, tried, you know, tried to. But um, 
it was dope to be able to do that uh, because anyone that knows me knows how much Kobe actually meant to me. Um, you know, I, I don't want to take any credit away from my parents. They did a great job of raising me, but I don't think I'm the person or player I am today uh, if Kobe, if there wasn't no Kobe Bryant. Why do you think Kobe had such an impact on your life and your career as an athlete? Because I want to be great, right? I, I, I always tell myself and I always tell the people who's close to me that I want to be one of the best to ever do it. Um, and he was the guy that I looked to do that too. Um, he's a guy that I felt like did the right way. Uh, I know we love talking about the model and mentality, you know, the, the relentless approach he had, the, the tenacity he played with, um, and, and his work ethic is, is you know, it's, it's unmatched. And mm-hmm. um, I know I'm years away and I may never reach it, but um, that's who I'm continuing to follow by and I'm going to continue to try to take his steps and try to form myself into, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the best players to play the game. And, and, th- and that's my next question because I think we're all figuring out ways um, to kind of come to grips with this deal. And, and honestly, I got to say kudos to you for sending that letter and, and Kobe seeing it, loving it, and acknowledging back and forth because we don't do that enough, tell each other yeah. what everybody means to us. So for you, what what ways are you using to kind of help comfort you um, and come to grips with the loss of Kobe Bryant? Um, well, one, uh, when the tweet and the, and the letter I sent to him, uh, I said something about how Giannis, how you challenge Giannis. And, Mm-hmm. Um, he, and Gianna uh, answered with MVP um, and his tweet back he kind of challenged me back and yeah. uh, I, I kind of failed him this year uh, the season to go the way I would like um, but the way that I'm going to try to you know go out and you know try to make him proud is by going out every every day and go out there and work my butt off mm-hmm. uh, in the off season and try to form myself into the best player I can and try to you know answer to that challenge that he gave me. Yeah, so what is your goals for this season? Um, you know, my goals for the season, the way I look at it is, and I was, I was talking to my friends the other day, I, I really don't write down too many, and I don't write down individual goals. Uh, you know, I put what the main goal is, and the main goal is to win a championship, mm-hmm. and that got to be the main goal, because if your main goal is to win a championship, and I feel like that, if I have the work ethic and I'm doing all the right things, all the little things are going to come, all the individuals, all, all the individual statistics and accolades are going to come, so that's why the main focus is championship, um, and that's in the back of my mind every time I'm working out or, um, you know, trying to push myself or push my teammates. Mm. So Super Bowl week, we got to get your prediction. Who, who wins the game? Uh, it's hard to go against um, the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes is just uh, another <laughs> level. Um, I, I think we all could agree there. But defense wins championships. Uh, and San Fran can run the heck out of the ball. They got three great backs. Um, and Jimmy G is a, is a great quarterback, too. Um, so I'm going to go 49ers beat. Mm. The Chiefs mm-hmm. and my MVP is going to be George Kittle. George Kittle MVP, 49ers with the W. Saquon, yeah. thanks for joining us here on the Tomahawk set at Radio Row in South Beach, brother. Thank you, guys. Now joined by the Martha, the myth. The legend, Martha Stewart, joining us here on set. Martha, Hi. welcome. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Absolutely. The excitement of Super Bowl. Now, you are here with Tostitos. What is going on with Tostitos? I am. Well, Snoop and I were asked to do the uh, introduction to the new uh, Tostitos chip and the avocado salsa. Mm. And you're going to love this snack food. This is really great. Uh, Snoop Snoop doesn't like avocado so much, but he actually I think <laughs> I think he like he likes other kinds of green. Oh, yeah. yes. I've heard, but, green, man. Uh, yeah. So, but he uh, but he did pretty well. He did pretty well, and it's a very funny commercial. So oh, I can't we're, wait. So we're having came fun up with the recipe. Was it you or Snoop? Because you said Snoop doesn't really like avocados, but he likes disclaimers. Snoop, Snoop, Snoop. Pro- Snoop would do better coming up with recipes for the chip. <laughs> the chip. Yeah. He's more of a munchy guy. Yeah, from what I understand. Right. <laughs> All right. So my co-host here, Joe, isn't. 
He's known as an excellent cook in NFL. Circles. By NFL standards. By NFL exactly standards. Well, I, would, I would think with all the with all the eating that goes on on Super yes, Bowl weekend. He does a lot of that. Do you know that they? I, I was told today an astonishing fact: five hundred million pounds of snack food oh. are wow. produced by just by PepsiCo. Well, I'm only eating half of that. Yeah, five hundred million by those fans this, out there of Tostitos. I know it's incredible. So that is incredible. So, um, so I, I I like I like Tostitos with all kinds of things like caviar and sour cream. Wow, that's that's high class. Mm. That's Tomahawk show level right there. When you're <laughs> eating caviar with your Tostitos chips and, and avocado salsa, yum. What are your other favorite super? Bowl game day snack foods. Well, uh, we have five really incredible wings recipes mm. at Martha Stewart, and so we make all five and big bowls of, of them because they go real fast. I would imagine yeah. a Martha Stewart wing and, set goes pretty and fast. And then I like ribs too, but we make really delicate little ribs. We have to find the little little pigs and yeah. oh, little, little ribs. So you're talking about cooking meat. <laughs> Sounds really good. Joe once famously finished off a tomahawk steak with a flamethrower. Wow. So yeah. what are your thoughts about that unconventional way of finishing a, a was, nice piece of meat? What was the fuel? So it was a propane fuel. Yeah, see, I wouldn't. I you, wouldn't don't, you don't do propane I, grills. I, I know. I, I, have, I, knew I have wood grills, oh, not wow. even charcoal. I do wood that I really? really cook all the way down to the red hot coals. Mm. I'm a purist. You're a purist. Mm. I am. You would I'm like, not. I just you, like meat and oh, protein. No, you and, would and like my as tomahawk. Many calories as you possible. would like my tomahawk. What's your steak? tomahawk steak recipe? Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's basically, it's it's really simple. Get the best best tomahawk, mm -hmm. and salt and pepper it. Lots of, lots of black pepper. And then slowly cook it over those embers, mm. slowly, and caramelize the outside. Mm. Rare on the inside. Like rare? Yeah. Yeah, like rare, rare on the inside. And then I slice it. Nice. Oh, a nice thin Yeah, one. like, yeah. So I'm a big sous vide person. I know a lot of the, oh, my really? chef friends, they, they make fun of me because it's kind of cheating. But I love doing <laughs> my tomahawk a little warmer, like 140, 145. Yeah. Kind in of sous vide? In the sous vide. Really? It renders and, those and fats then, for and about then you, six, eight and hours. And then use the propane then torch? Then I finish it with the torch. Or you oh, can finish it on your wood grill. So, so showy. I'm wondering if I, yes, Goodness, if I can come on your show and show you the right way to do a tomahawk. Yes, it. that would be okay. I would, I would, I would go for that. I, but where'd you get a sous vide that's big enough for a tomahawk? So I bought a giant bin on like Amazon.com <laughs> or something like that, and a nice stick. I put it yeah. right in there, and then heats the water. What bath. temperature? What temperature? So I was saying with my tomahawk steak, I like about a 145. So okay. it's a little hotter than How you do like a filet. Six to eight hours, because I yeah. really like to make sure it's tender. Yeah. Then I'll throw it back in the fridge, kind of harden it up before. So I he seems it. to know what he's talking about. I don't yeah. really know a whole lot he's except for what though. I read yeah. I knew it. I, I knew yeah. coming yeah. into this day that Joe was going to embarrass me in front of Martha Stewart. <laughs> and here we are. So my, one of my favorite celebrity friendships is you and Snoop Dogg as two guys who are unconventional friendship yeah. ourselves. Right. I hated How did that come the first about? time I met Andrew. Uh, well, we, we just sort of liked each other. He came on my show a few times and made made um, sort of green food. He did some brownies yeah. and he did some other things. <laughs> yep. and, uh, and green potatoes. <laughs> and, um, and so we kind of hit it off and then we did the Bieber roast and that was that was the cement mm. in the relationship yeah so we um, we became really close friends after four hours of of uh, shared smoke <laughs> and uh, and then somebody saw that and thought there was some chemistry there and of course there and, was and, and we, we've we've had a very nice show we're on our third season of Martha awesome. and Snoop's potluck dinner party mm -hmm. with all those celebrities. I'm sure the invites in the mail. Yeah, all those we're great, coming. Yeah, you're going to come so, next. Yeah, next we'll be there season. next year. You so bet. Here's a great question. Brad Pitt was recently seen at an Oscar party wearing a name tag with Brad Pitt on it on at your dinner parties at your Snoop 
and Martha dinner parties, do you make everybody wear a name tag? Well, once I had a party in Westport, Connecticut, when Robert Redford and Paul Newman lived there. Remember those guys? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and so they were handed name tags. Robert put on Paul's and Paul <laughs> put on Robert's. <laughs> boys being boys. No, that, that's, that's kind of silly. You know, Brad Pitt, yeah, like he needs a name tag. <laughs> do you, is there any person, because you know everybody and everybody knows you, is there any person that would make you starstruck? Because I would imagine... They would have to come yeah, from like Brad the eight present company. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Oh, I, I find him very attractive. Yep. That, so do I. That makes three of us. <laughs> that makes three of us. All right. So my my final question here. You told us before we got on air, you've been to twenty Super Bowls. At least, maybe twenty five. What has been your favorite city? during that time? Well, I really do like Florida because it's warm. I don't like sitting in the north, yes. cold northeast. Or, but no so, Cleveland Super Bowl for you. So, yeah, okay. it's a little cold. But um, but I think I think Miami's done really well. Tampa, we had a really great Super Bowl in Tampa. Um, I like Phoenix, too. That's always fun to go to. There you go. Yeah, so I've been around warm at, weather. These, at these right. Super Bowls. I like it. And you're a big sports better, as we were talking. You're oh. looking for a bookie right now yes, to be able I to am. put some money on San Francisco. Tell I, us about I that. I have to do San Francisco. My seven-year-old grandson, Truman. Hi, Truman. Hi, Truman. Um, <laughs> he wanted me to put $40, and very specifically, $40 on San Francisco. Mm. So I have to find the bookie, right? He, he must have some insider knowledge. He probably that, uh, does. Maybe but, we should get on that, but we can't because we're NFL employees. So who do you have winning? Um, I, I, I think San Francisco think has San Francisco. Win, But I'm going right. to hedge the bet. I'm going to bet on Kansas City, and we're going to see who wins. All right, well, and I'll give him the winnings. Thank you for joining us, Martha. <laughs> it has been a pleasure. Thank Stay you. tuned for more live coverage from the Tomahawk crew at Radio Row in South Beach. Joe Thomas, Andrew Hawkins, joined by the best wide receiver in NFL history, <laughs> Stefan Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings. Stefan, welcome, man. How y'all doing, man? Thanks for having me. No, Good absolutely. I mean, the Minnesota Miracle. I've never seen that play. That's my first time me ever too. seeing it. Me too. Uh, which is cool. But what was the, you're here at Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, what do you remember from that play? Like, what stands out? Because it was such an incredible moment in the game of football. It was definitely just something like, one, I'll never forget. Two, mm -hmm. it, was a, it was like a blessing out of the sky. Things like that just don't happen. Right. Into the game touchdowns. And I was just more so in the moment uh, for like two weeks, two, three weeks later. You know, I shared it with a lot of people when I kind of feel like it's something that will forever be a part of my game, of course. Has, has life changed since that play? Yeah, just, just slightly. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me an example how life has changed since that. Uh, oh, man. I think I was in the mall and uh, I think I was in a store. I was buying my, um, I think I was buying my brother some Nike stuff. And some people were there were like, just don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Oh, wow. Wow. Like not too bad. Yeah. And you I had, I actually went to Adidas after that, and I was like this. Yeah, I'm buying this stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. You know what? You know how famous you have to be for people to, to buy, buy things. you things and they know you have money? That's a different level of fame. <laughs> no, I wish. Someday, I wish. Man, I wish. <laughs> now, Kirk Cousins is a guy that everybody in the media always likes to talk about. Yes. Like, the, the story, the narrative is he can't win the big game. He's worried about what people say. What is your perspective on how the media and people on the outside world see a guy that you yeah, know very well yeah. because you've been sharing a locker room with him? Mm -hmm. It's so tough and it's easy to paint a picture in that situation because outside looking in, you can draw opinions and assumptions, but the guy's the same guy every day at work. You know, he's the same guy he is to me as he is to Adam or to me and in the lineman. So it's just, he's the same kind of guy. And he brings a lot of fire that people don't really see all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of easy to pour him down. But when he plays well, people don't say a lot about him. You know right. what I'm saying? People kind of wait for four or five games and say, okay, this guy's playing some, some heck of a football. And it's just yeah. like, all right, well, he, 
He plays well. When he does play well, give him a pat on the back. He's a good quarterback. Mm. So it's just it's just an easy easy to ride the wave, I guess. I would yeah, say that. He was playing at an MVP level for a good part of the season. It seemed yeah. like he had a lot of growth. What did you see from him being in that locker room as far as his growth and how he improved as a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings yeah. this year? It was just that second that second year, especially feeling more comfortable. You know, that first year you try to figure it out. You're trying to play well, but uh, that second year he took a took those extra steps. He became the leader of our team and um, he led us he led us to the playoffs. You know, we fell short of course of our goal, but he played some great football at, at some crucial times and I think it should be, you know, credited. So a couple former Browns here. We just hired yes, your guy, yes, Kevin yes, Stefanski, yes, your offensive you. coordinator yes, yes. in Minnesota. <laughs> and there's a lot of Browns fans at home that are wondering yes. what are they getting in a head coach with Kevin Stefanski? Uh, from my personal view, of course, uh, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but right. I like him. I like his approach to the game. Uh, he brings structure, he brings organization and mm -hmm. how he does things and kind of has that has that mindset of a head coach and what we want to do to win and always being on the same page and having that uh that camaraderie. So he doesn't mind you having a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? I was I'm probably a lot of fun out there, you know, to deal with, but he doesn't mind as long as you long as you're balling and as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do and keeping it team oriented. I say I think they're gonna like him. Well they're gonna need that for a lot of the personalities exactly. they got in Cleveland. All right, for you. To me, you're the most underappreciated wide receiver oh, in the NFL. That's, that's honest oh, to God. I appreciate that. He told me that too. Oh, so I, I, I wouldn't believe anything. Did you believe him? I don't believe anything that comes out of that. <laughs> that is the truth. For you, what what goals are, are left for you a receiver? Like, what are you what are you hoping that people realize about you that you don't think you've made a big enough statement for yet? Um, just as far as like, I try to be even more consistent. You know, mm -hmm. being year in and year out, different team, different scheme. Yep. You know, you're trying to build an identity, and I just try to go with whatever is going on, and you know, kind of like just be that teammate. So for me at this point, I'm trying to, you know, you want all the accolades, but as far as like being being the best at your position is probably like my my number one goal always. Yeah. You know, I always want to be the best in my position and be one of the best ever, but that's a long process. So for me, just taking it one day at a time, I'm going to continue to get better. I'm going mm -hmm. on year six. I'm feeling kind of old. So oh, uh, it's time well, to get this show on the road. And I, I, things that I want for myself, I really want to play in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. That's what I really want. I want to be in the Super Bowl. I, I like, you know, I like the big stage. Uh, I, I want to get there. We're excited about not having you on our desk come the, yeah, the, the yeah, following exactly, Super Bowl. Exactly. Do you think your fashion game is overlooked? Somewhat. You, the, you, you, know? you don't get the respect you deserve. <laughs> it's easy to say that. I kind of like, I was taught by an old guy. He said, you know, let everybody else build you up. You know, you just kind of like you know, <laughs> fall to the wayside. Let okay. everybody else do the talking. All right. Well, I think you're overlooked, man. Thanks, boss. Respect this fashion game. All right. This guy is Mr. Drip. That's a guy that's got no fashion right there. All right. Andrew Hawkins. I have no idea he's what I'm talking about. He's even got a stylist. He's got no fashion. All right. Oh, Greater man. outfits here today. We, we yeah. had a lot of uh, consternation about what oh, we were going to wear on this big yes. tomahawk set. Here what's going on here? Row. So you got to tell me what is going on on and who who's got the better outfit today listen, mirhawk listen it depends on where we are you're super casual comfortable yeah. you know what i'm saying you could i would say smart anywhere. casual comfortable yeah, if exactly. i had to define it all right sleek sleek you know Devin there i think i think that, Devin, i like that that on my twitter box like that. that that's right so you know, shirt nice jewelry yeah. that's so 2021 nobody's ever done that before 2021 shirt jewelry oh, man, get hit all right well last last question super bowl pick who wins i've been going back and forth all week, I, but I like San Fran's defense. I played both teams. Yeah. You know, I think Kansas City is a heck of a football team, especially offensively. But people sleep on their defense. They're very active. You know, mm. Frank Clark is amazing off the edge. Tyron Matthew back there, but I played San Francisco as well. So it's gonna be tough. You know, my my heart tells me defense wins games, but you gotta like Patrick Mahomes. So who you got? But your head tells Give me you the offense is what wins well, I got, games. You guys making me pick one. Pick one. Pick one right That's here. That's what you do in the media. Hold you have to media. make outlandish right, claims and then stand behind it I forever. It. I love it. I'm gonna go Patrick Mahomes. All right, like Chiefs it. win. You heard it here first. Stefan, thanks for joining the Tomahawk set here at Radio Road, brother. Thanks, guys.
got special guests right now. I We've know. got the greatest set of twins <laughs> in not only football history, but <laughs> athletic history. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us right here today. Well, we appreciate, appreciate that. Thanks, guys. That's a nice guys. intro. Yeah, I know. Well, we try to, you know, puff people up a little <laughs> yeah, bit yeah, before yeah. we ask the hard-hitting questions <laughs> about your shirts. Yeah. Yes. Where do I get an awesome Pizza Hut Hawaiian slash Miami shirt like this that? This is custom made. I don't know if we yeah, can get oh, you wow. a t-shirt, but okay. I mean, we can get well, us some other stuff. If, yeah. if you get in what we're giving away, you might have a chance. So we're oh. giving away two years of free pizza, $22,000 to Twins College Funds, mm. And two tickets to Super Bowl 55 next year. And all, all I have to do is wear that shirt on this set. No, you got no. exactly. You got exactly. Giving birth to twins on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> so after kickoff, you post Dang. a picture of Dang. your set of twins with the date and time at Pizza Hut on Twitter, hashtag PH Twin to Win, hashtag promotion, and you got a chance. So this to is going to be tough stuff. for me to pull off it's, in a day. I'm going to do my what best. What if though. I adopt twins? Months. Does that count? Man, what that, are the rules? I got to talk, yes, I gotta talk to my people and yeah. see. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that mom is still going to be an MVP. So, yeah. like, we're trying we to, we're to, trying to that, celebrate to MVP mom. Yeah, so, sure. like maybe. What if I already had? Because I have twin daughters. Is there any way I can put them up for adoption and then <laughs> reclaim them on Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday? Your, your wife before? might not like the terminology okay. of what you just said. <laughs> okay. Is to have a Super My man Bowl loves party. pizza. What he's trying to say I'm is really he's a big fan okay. of pizza. <laughs> All right, we're working on that. What is you guys' favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. I can go pepperoni with sausage on it. I'll go both. Okay. He's like a, a meat lover's type of guy. All right, perfect. All right, let's get into some football. JC, you played with Joe Thomas yes. in 2017. Was yeah. What was your favorite yeah, memory <laughs> of Joe that year, besides him tearing his tricep so, off the bone in front yeah. of everybody? Even there's a story with that. But when I first got the team in OTAs, like, I didn't know if, if Joe was still playing because he, <laughs> he never came outside. Like, he didn't take part in any OTA. No practices. He was just in the building. Like, I wasn't even watching practice. <laughs> I was inside. <laughs> but, like, when he actually, when he tore his tricep, I was hurt that game. So I was inside in the training room, and he walked in, and, like, people were like, Joe, I'm so sorry. He was just like, I mean, it was a streak. It had to end at some point. I was just like, <laughs> like, wasn't, you know what I mean? It was no emotion. Yeah. It was just like, it's football. People get hurt. Like, I'll be fine. Yeah, he had a lot of losses. That was just a different kind of a loss. <laughs> yeah. I was I had prepared to get for that moment. I, I experienced a lot of loss in my football yeah. life, and it was just one more. I found I just out. Stack it I up. found out. <laughs> so you actually played a little bit with Hawk. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you remember how awesome those five practices were. <laughs> if you could tell me, take me back to that greatest offseason in NFL history when I Hawk think, I think was I know when it was it. I think I know when it was it for Hawk. We're in OTAs, oh, and I forgot, who the safety, I forgot who the safety was. They throw it to Hawk down the sideline. And I want to say Don Davis or D. Smith was at the practice. And one of the safeties doesn't slow down. He's just like eyeing the ball. Hawk goes to catch on the sideline. Oh. Clearly wipes him out on the sideline. That is a real As story. he's trying to catch the ball. And it's OTAs. There's no hitting. Yeah, yeah. It no was a anything. full speed yeah. hit. And he kind of <laughs> got up. And I was like. No I forgot completely about that. I was like, Hawks. I, I know he was play. thinking, what the remember. hell did I get myself <laughs> into I here? I am filing a grievance. Probably three days later. And it was like, Hawkins has decided he will not be He said this is not for him anymore. You know what? I'm like, if you're going full on contact with no pads, this isn't the place for me. Yeah, that grievance paperwork will be in for the days out. So, Devin, you guys, this is for this is the change of pace for you because you're not playing in the Super Bowl um, like you're used to. So, looking in this Super Bowl, yeah, we're really right? sorry for you that you have to be <laughs> yeah. here with us for right. once. It's like a practice. The streak had oh, to yeah, end yeah, sometime, right? So, who do you have winning in this game? 
Uh, so far, I've picked San Fran three times, so I, I think I'm going to have to go Kansas City. So there you go. Three, you two, yeah. He's ready for his media career. I, say, you guys I, I do good think, this. you know, I think both teams have a chance. I think Kansas City, obviously, obviously weapons. Both in the Super Bowl. Weapons, how well they can score. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Kansas City is probably the most thing they're worried about is blocking those yep. guys up front, how right. they can control those guys. Because, I mean, they're, they cause havoc in the playoffs so far. So yeah. mm-hmm. it'll be a great game, though. Yeah. So the big story, obviously, in New England this offseason is what is Tom Brady do? What do you guys think Tom Brady is going to be think, doing think, next season? I think the big story's time? been like, what are we going to well, do? Well, obviously, yeah. what are you going to do? Asking about we, it. we already know that. We, we've got the inside wear information. We're waiting, <laughs> we're waiting to open up that pizza box, and it's got the answer right there. But who do you think Brady's going to be playing for 2020? Oh man, I don't. I honestly don't think Brady knows at this point who he's gonna be playing for in, in 2002. I, for him, I think it'd be awesome probably to stay. But like you said earlier, this is the first time in his career that he's had this opportunity. So I think he probably think this is pretty cool. Like yeah. I get to kind of decide right now, and I'll have to see who's interested in me. And I think it's gonna be a, a cool thing that when it comes March, because I don't. And nothing's gonna happen until March. I, right. I honestly believe that. I don't think they're gonna start talking right after the Super Bowl and the deal. I think it's gonna go all the way up to March to figure stuff out. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, the McCordy twins think Tom Brady's going to be an L.A. Charger <laughs> next year. But here. even more important than dropping that nugget is eating some pizza. We, we got, got pizza, a delicious man. Pizza Hut pizza. It's no Mission Barbecue, but if you got to eat pizza, <laughs> this looks pretty tasty oh, here. What do we, what do we got? Oh, we got some Pass it around. Pass that was a phenomenal Jason plug Devin, right Thank there. you yeah. for joining us here on the Tomahawk set at Radio Row from South Beach. We have the greatest quarterback in college football <laughs> history with mm. us. All right, maybe not the greatest quarterback of all time, but certainly the greatest State Farm agent of all time. That's we got right, Jake Fromm right. here. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. How you doing, my yeah, friend? Yeah, guys, thank you all for having me. Excited to be here. So you did a cool thing with State Farm this mm-hmm. year, and I want you to tell us all about your relationship yeah. with State Farm. Yeah, uh, so it kind of started off in high school, you know, when the whole Jake from State Farm uh, commercials <laughs> were coming out. Um, you know, and, and my name being so similar, it was just easy. Uh, kind of make it my Twitter handle. I uh, kind of ran with it uh, and, you know, uh, posted a picture uh, in college, you know, and, and who would have thought, you know, being a 16, 17-year-old kid, uh, we'd be here now. Uh, we are. Uh, so now I'm, I'm Jake from State Farm. I'm the real deal now. Uh, excited to be here. I love yeah. that. I love that. So you're joining a pretty special group of quarterbacks with State Farm, no Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Have you had any contact, any relationship with those guys? No, uh, none yet. Oh, uh, come I'm, on, State Farm, you're <laughs> dropping the ball. Uh, uh, I, this is still part of my uh, freshman initiation phase. <laughs> yeah, uh, You're still so, carrying the pads. Yeah, that's right. Guys. That's right. So, uh, I mean, those guys are incredible, uh, incredible guys and, and obviously incredible football players. So hopefully I can fill, you know, at least half their shoes and, um, and, and have a good career. Well, that's a good point. Well, first off, you missed the mark by not wearing khakis. <laughs> Let me just point that out. You had to wear his tight they're, they're jeans, the, man. They're at the dry cleaners okay, right now. Okay, you're getting so, your khakis yep, clean. That's right. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I yeah. thought your jeans would have had pleats. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. not going to be honest. I'm not going to lie there. <laughs> so how, how good do you think you have to be to finally yeah. get in those commercials? with yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You know, only, only time will tell. Uh, hopefully I can make it there one day, you know, be as big time as those guys. Uh, but we'll see. I'm having fun right now, uh, enjoying this process and taking it one day at a time. And getting ready for the draft. Where are you getting ready for the draft at? Where are you training? Uh, I'm in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, my quarterback trainer's down there. I've been with him since high school. Uh, it's kind of a no-brainer for me, uh, enjoying the process, taking it one day at a time. The combine is coming up. It's something that we're all excited about. Yeah. Will 
you be throwing at the combine? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Okay. Uh, man, let's, let's go out and throw. Uh, I'm a competitor. Uh, I love to compete, and I love football. So, you know, why would I not? You're confident. I like that. So let's just let's ride that wave. <laughs> no Predict doubt. your 40 time. Go. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're going to get a 4-9. We're shooting for a 4-8. Uh, okay, 4-8-9. Uh, that's all we yeah, need. Yeah, that's it. You know, okay. four, eight, nine is, is the same as a 4-8-0. Exactly. It's a 4-8. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all you need. <laughs> I love it. Yep. So goals, once you get drafted. Yeah. Your first year in the NFL, have you set those goals yet? Yeah. Have you thought through what yeah. that first season could possibly yeah. look like for you? You know, the, the, there's so many things that could happen. Uh, it's kind of a lot to take in. You know, for me, uh, I want to play and I want to contribute. You know, however way I can. You know, I, I know playing time can be dictated, you know, depending on where I'm going. Uh, I, I'm a competitor. I want to be on the field. Um, but, you know, let, let's see. Uh, and I want to impact the team the best way I can. Uh, impact uh, my teammates, impact the coaching staff best positive way uh, and be the best me I can be. So, I mean, we are in the self-promotion here with the Tomahawk Group. We've won Oscars, <laughs> Grammys. That's what media's all about. Nobel right. right. Prizes, you name it. So for you, when a team drafts you, let us know right now what yeah. they're getting in a quarterback. Yeah, uh, they're getting a, a workhorse, a guy who uh, is going to go out and work, uh, prepare, a guy who's going to lead, a guy who can make all the throws, make their teammates better, um, and enjoy it uh, and love football. Man, I love football, uh, and I want to go out and be the best football player I can be. Mm. If you could steal one trait from any quarterback back in NFL history <laughs> and you could be Superman and just automatically assume that yeah. trait, what would it be? Yeah. Um, man, I, I would love uh, to be able to throw around, you know, like Brett Favre could. Uh, he had I a mean, nice dude. noodle. <laughs> I mean, to be able to throw it around uh, like he did, uh, that kind of cannon. Um, I mean, you, you just kind of go with a little bit of confidence. You know, you know, you can be late on some throws, or uh, you know, you could be running one way, throwing another way. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just just unbelievable. You know, you kind of wish you had that in your toolbox. All right. So, if they made a movie about your life, which would be named. Uh, started from the bottom. You can have that. <laughs> I love that, it. I love it. I'll that's take a freebie. It. Yeah. Um, but when they make that movie, who would you want to play you in that movie? Who would I want to play? Who would me? star in it? Who would star in it? Uh, let's. Uh, if you could say yourself, again, yeah? self promotion. No, let's, you know. uh, let's go. Uh, let's go, Brad Pitt. You know, I would. Oh, oh, oh like hold on, Brad Pitt or uh, Bradley Cooper. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Two good-looking guys. Yeah. Both those guys. You think have, highly of your yeah. of your looks. I see. They, they've called right. us about doing our movie, uh, but we weren't <laughs> quite ready because the story is not yet closed on the Tomahawk Show. We still got some <laughs> Miami Vice down here. Some really important things to get into. I think before they can fully write our biography. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So okay, the Super Bowl week. We're here in Miami. Super Bowl Fifty Four. You got two great quarterbacks here: Patrick Mahomes yeah. versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Which quarterback gets the edge? Uh, that's tough. Um, Man, you know, uh, Kansas City speed, uh, you kind of have the, the line of scrimmage dominance uh, uh -huh. by the 49ers. Uh, I, I think the 49ers win it. I just I think they're winning the line of scrimmage. I think mm. it starts there, you know, just because, you know, Joe's here. But uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the second rule of media is always suck up to everybody you're talking to. <laughs> but I, I think it starts there. They're playing good defense. Uh, they're defensive front. Uh, they're running the football well, and um, I, I think they're going to pull it out. You're looking forward now to your NFL career, but – Take us back a little bit. What's the yep. thing you're going to miss the most about being in college? Gosh, uh, probably the relationships uh, with the people, uh, the guys in the locker room, uh, the coaches, you know, my teammates. And uh, it was fun, you know, playing with them, uh, going and, and suiting up with them in the locker room every single Saturday. Uh, it's just something you can't get back. Uh, mm. You know, it's, it's, it's sad it's gone, uh, but excited to, to walk into a new locker room, uh, make new relationships, call those guys brothers, call those guys family. And uh, I'm excited. I'm ready. Jake, thanks for joining us live on Radio Row from Miami yeah. and Super Bowl 54. Thank you.
We are joined by the best wide receiver in NFL history. Devin Funches is <laughs> on the set. Dad, what's up, man? I'm going to take all that credit. How you yeah, doing? Good. How you doing? Nice to be here. Nice yeah, to be so here. your rookie year, you played in the Super Bowl. What stands out from your experience um, when you played for the Carolina Panthers versus the Denver Broncos? Uh, it was just... Just to be in that moment, it was mm -hmm. fun. It was it was exciting to be there. Uh, I never I never got too high and I never got too low. Yeah, and uh, just took the experience as it is and tried to make every play that came my way. So the story that we like to tell on our podcast, the Tomahawk Show, is the first time I met Andrew in the locker room, I thought he was a real jerk. He was really to himself. He didn't want to talk to the big uglies in the corner. <laughs> and I was thinking, man, I'm never going to be friends with him. And well. Like five, six years later, we're like best friends and we got a podcast. That's the best podcast on TV right now. Uh, what was your first experience when you met Cam? First experience, it was he was over there in the corner in the locker room. And uh, I got there a little early and I was like, what's up? And he just came out being loud, <laughs> being real loud. And I was like, all right, I might can deal with him. He got the type of energy that I need. So he was a, he was a monstrous human being, you know bigger than what I thought he was, but it, it's cool, exciting, fun guy. Do, do you think that people's pers uh, opinion of what Cam is is who he really is, or do you think there's something different about him that people don't understand? I something different. You know, he's he, he a cool, humble guy, you know, and he cares about the community, he cares about the kids, he cares about reaching everybody, you know what I'm saying? Reach one, teach one, and he tries to make sure that if he can help in any type of way, he, he, he tries to. He's known for wearing pretty loud outfits to yeah. the games. Yeah. Do you have any outfit that he wore that was your favorite or least favorite? Nah, it's kind of hard because he don't wear the same clothes. Like, I don't like any of them. So, uh, so <laughs> it was just like, all right, bro. You know, it's just a new day, new him every yep. day. So it was just like, all right, that's cool. He wore some some sweet red shoes one time. I do. So you shoes. were more of the shoes than like the yeah, hat and the sunglasses? At the shoes. Yeah, I looked at the shoes. Because you had a pretty me. nice pair of sunglasses you wore over here. I kind of thought you'd wear them on the set. No, I wasn't going to wear them. I <laughs> wasn't, it ain't too bright. It you don't want to swag bright. them out too much. So yeah. uh, Cam Newton, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Now his career, he's he's getting to that point. He's in, you know almost 10 years in the league now. Where do you think is best for Cam to go at this point in his career? Do you think that they continue to go with him in Carolina? Or do you think a change of scenery might be good for him? Uh, you know, Carolina's his home. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's where he's been the longest and that's where he's impacted the most. And I feel like if, if they want him, they should, they should uh, uh, attain him again because he is a, a, a athlete, freak athlete yeah. that's going to put on the show. But if he does go somewhere else, I think he'll be the good, you know, he's a competitor. He's, he's going to fight the challenge and he's going to want to, want to prove everybody wrong that, mm -hmm. that he can't do it. Yeah. But what do you think in his mind is best for him to try to continue things in Carolina or maybe go to one of these franchises that is maybe just one quarterback away from maybe being a Super Bowl contender? Uh, I really can't tell you what he's thinking, but if he does, if he does leave, I think that that he would be a, a good fit for any team that he goes to. And if he comes back, he, they just got to pick off the, what the new coach has, what his vibe is, and, and everything else that's going that way. So you went to Indianapolis this past offseason. A big mm -hmm. reason was the quarterback that was there, Andrew Luck. He shocked the entire NFL world when he retired at the beginning of the regular season this mm -hmm. past year. What was it like in that locker room when you guys got news that Andrew Luck was retiring? Uh, we were Actually, we were on the field. We were playing Chicago, and it was fourth quarter, six minutes left. And uh, a fan yelled, hey, is, uh, is Andrew retiring? And it, it kind of shocked me because I was... I'm like, no, nah, I can't be. <laughs> and then uh, then it, it really happened. So 
it was just when we came into the locker room, he gave a, a speech to us and how appreciative he was and all that stuff. So it was it was shocking, you know, that something like that happened, you know, mm -hmm. going there to not just play with him, but the organization and, and that was his organization. But Jacoby did did what he had to do and he took over the reins and, and uh, he's a hell of a leader, too. So before we get out of here, I mean, for you, what what are your plans and what are you hoping to accomplish the coming season? Uh, just right now, just to be the best me, get healthy, uh, get back, get back in the swing of things, get back in the football, get get back feeling contact and all that stuff on the field, just getting cleared and all that. So yeah, just just being the best me and whatever the the wind blows, I, that's where I go. All right, well Devin, we appreciate you joining the Tomahawk Crew here live from Radio Row. We got all sorts of celebrities here, Hawk, and I got to know, you've been to a ton of Super Bowls. Yes. What number Super Bowl in a row is this for you? This is my 11th Super Bowl week in a row. Is there about anything? You? Well, for me, this is like eh, 10 or 11, but not in a row. Okay. I, I think I've probably been to 10 or 11, but there was a couple that I missed mm -hmm. due to uh, various personal issues, you know, okay. things that come up occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't make them, but uh, right? they're always a great time. What's yeah. the most memorable thing about the Super Bowls for you? The most memorable things are the parties, number one. But specifically, my very first Super Bowl week was in Miami. This is the year that oh. the Saints were playing, and one of my roommates and best friends from college, Lance Moore, was name a receiver. Drop. Little name drop. He was a receiver on the Saints. And so the Saints win the Super Bowl, right? So I'm all excited because I'm like, I'm going to go out with the Super Bowl winning team. We're going to have You're the time of our life. You know, I, I, I wasn't even in the league yet. I was in the CFL. So I was trying to catfish people into thinking that I was an NFL <laughs> player. So I'm with Pierre Thomas, Lance Moore, a bunch of other Saints players. We pull up to Club Live, which is the go-to club here in Miami. So we're like, we'll be out there We got Super Bowl fourth. champs. Lance had the, one of the best catches in Super Bowl recent memory in that game. We get to the front to get in. They're like, no, you can't get in. And we're like, you're going to turn away the Super Bowl champs. The bouncer said, P. Diddy bought every VIP table for the night, and we're at capacity. So we ended up going to some hole-in-a-wall spot. So I went from thinking I was going to have the best night of my life to having one of the worst. That, well, that's my memorable Super Bowl story. How is it still a bad night? You were celebrating a Super Bowl championship with one of your best friends in Miami, and you're going to tell me it's the worst? Is because, it because where the expectation was? Yes, when I won the CFL championship, we also spent our night in a hole-in-a-wall spot, let me guess, which was normal. Diddy so. bought out all those tables at that CFL in championship Saskatoon, as well. Exactly. In Saskatoon, So my question to you, what is your favorite Super Bowl party memory? So my favorite memory is also filled with disappointment, and which kind of uh, <laughs> the theme echoes of this our career. It's, our, yeah. it's sort of the theme of the Tomahawk show here. <laughs> Uh, I was enjoying, uh, I think it was maybe in Arizona. So we were down in Arizona, and I'm not a big enough celebrity, unlike you, to be able to get into these parties on these lists. Yeah. So I'd always try to go to the front and just kind of try to talk my way in. And I was with my wife at the time, and uh, we were having a hard time, needless to say, to get in. They called security over, and we really were trying to just talk them into, come on, we're, we play. I play in the NFL. This is real. It was me and my wife and my agent, and I think Alex Mack, who at the time was my teammate in Cleveland. And finally, they brought the police over. 
And the police said, sir, if you do not leave the sidewalk, we are going to arrest you. And the moment he said that, Tim Tebow walks up. And this is Tim Tebow, right, as he's kind of, like, made his exodus from the NFL. So uh-huh. he was no longer a player in the NFL. Him and, like, a crew of 20 dudes roll right in, and, and the cops almost knocked me over with the arm. Excuse me, sir, get out of the way. So Tim Tebow could slide right through and get into the VIP and just humiliate and shame me. And so I walked down to the street to the hole in wall the same way you did, I'm right sure. The same spot. But we made the most of it. I'm not going to say it was the worst night of my life because now I have a great story yeah, about it's it. Yeah, it's all right. You're just one of many people that Tim Tebow is more important than. Uh, my question for you, Radio Row, the, one of the best parts of the Super Bowl week, was there ever a moment you were on Radio Row and you were starstruck? <sighs> I, I feel like when you walk around, you see so many Hall of Famers, and then you also see so many different people that are huge in the celebrity, in the world of entertainment. Um, today, when we had Martha Stewart on that set, was a big moment. I was a little bit starstruck because I am a little bit domestic. I like to fold my fitted sheet. You know, yep. I like to stay up do. with those things, and I'm, I'm sort of a chef at home, and I like to throw a good party, and so having her was, was kind of a dream come true. There was one Super Bowl, I was walking in Radio Row, not paying attention, and I bumped into somebody, and I Turn around and like, say, oh, excuse get, me. Get off me. And I look, and it's Beyonce. Oh. So I immediately called my wife, my girlfriend at the time, like, I just, I just bumped into Beyonce. I, I haven't Beyonce. washed my shoulder in <laughs> at least seven years. Yeah, that's, that's what that smell that's is. That's what I've been Joe. smelling all day. All right, so let's talk game. 49ers, Chiefs, I need to get your analysis. Who wins and why? So I've been thinking a lot about this. Obviously, the build-up to the Super Bowl is so special because you got two weeks, and that's the only game in town. That's uh-huh. what you're talking about. Sorry, Pro Bowl. You're talking about the Super Bowl, and for me, to me, it comes down to a great run game and a great passing game. What an exciting matchup, but watching the Chiefs and Andy Reid get that first Super Bowl for Andy Reid, watching Patrick Mahomes score points, even though we got a lot of friends there in San Francisco, and I think it's going to be good. I'm thinking 35-31 Chiefs because the Chiefs are going to have the ball last. It's going to be a high-scoring game, and Patrick Mahomes is going to march the ball down the field like we've seen him do in the playoffs, score the touchdown that they need to win the game. All right, well, I, you know, we are big fans of Kyle Shanahan on the Tomahawk set. Uh, drink your soda at home. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I agree. Patrick Mahomes, he's a next-level quarterback, as good as the 49ers are on defense, running the football. I think it just comes down to Mahomes is going to have the ball last, and he's probably going to produce points. So I'm going with Patrick Mahomes also and the Chiefs to be Super Bowl winners. We are aligned there, which probably means we're going to be wrong um, because we've lost a lot when we get together. So I think that does it for us here from Radio Row. Thanks for hanging out with us here in beautiful Miami at Super Super Bowl 54. Joe, take us out. Joe, hawk yourself.